Welcome to the Women in Leadership Body, Mind, Soul, and Business Podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Heather. And together we are working to connect women in leadership and business, empowering each other, improving the health and wellness of our community, body, soul, and mind, connecting to the heart and soul of who we are and what we do. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ooh, we're back with um, <laughs> the amazing body wisdom nutrition specialist, Joanne Edinburgh, uh, to talk some more about stress eating and holidays and how that affects us. Joanne, if somebody doesn't know you, would you go ahead and introduce yourself and a little bit about your business? Sure. Um, I'm Joanne Edinburgh, and I'm the founder of Body Wisdom Nutrition, and I'm an eating psychology coach, so I do one-on-one coaching with women to help them relax from the stress around food, weight, and body image. And I'm on a mission to help women end the quest for the perfect diet, perfect body, so that we can spend our time and energy doing what truly nourishes us. So that's I don't know about you ladies, but this is like the perfect time to talk about food psychology. Like it's like we got holiday parties and Mm -hmm. cookie exchanges and, Mm -hmm. you know, the treats are everywhere. It's just the season, right? It's the season of food and festivities and food and more food and everybody brings food everywhere. And we had a great talk um, right before Thanksgiving about food and, 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 you know, being mindful. So let's, let's dig a little deeper about the stress of the holidays. And yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. I mean, I think like on the one hand, it's supposed to be this really fun, happy time. And yet for so many of us, it is really stressful in a lot of ways, especially if we have um, challenges around food and eating. And so I think, you know, just kind of shifting the mindset that just knowing that that's the case, right? This is, this can be a challenging time. It can be a challenging time if, you know, we've lost people in our lives, you know, holidays tend to bring that up because we have a lot of memories of being with those people. Yeah. Um, And we miss them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's okay to miss them. I mean, that's part of grief, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think that we need to remember during the busy, this busy time to give ourselves some time for us, for us. That self-care piece is vital. Mm. Yes. Like, and making sure we're processing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I get unmindful of what I'm eating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I love that, you know, just taking like scheduling time for yourself in the day to just be with yourself and however that looks for you. You know, some people like to journal, some people like to just meditate or just sit and be quiet, mm-hmm. but just being in touch with how we're feeling because there are a lot of feelings that come up, especially during this time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that that's the root of, you know, what pe- some people call emotional eating. Yeah. Right. If you think about it, emotional eating is basically eating our emotions. That's what we're doing. And it makes sense. Like there's good reasons why we did it in the past. A good strategy for dealing with some of the situations we might have been in. 
when we were younger. So having some grace and acceptance around that. And also just paying attention. Like it's just a reminder. It's like, oh, interesting. Like I tend to eat more during this time of the year. I, I eat more sugar than I'm used to. And it kind of sets me into this, you know, this pattern. Um, just use that as an opportunity to really take a look at it. Not be like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this again. You know, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Rather, oh, there must be something going on, like something that's making me, you know, shift into these old habits that I just my that hurt my heart. Like if someone's saying what's wrong with me, let let's talk. Right. Mm-hmm. Please reach out to someone. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want anybody in that spiral. Mm-hmm. Like you you're you there's you, especially using the four agreements, we talk a lot about the tools. Um, we have PTSD resources. There's lots of resources on our website. Um, don't be afraid to reach out to somebody. Like, seriously, if these are the thoughts you're having, you're stuck in a loop in your head. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're not alone. These three ladies right here and so many more in our community are willing to to talk and be a friend, a listening ear. So you're just, you're really not alone. And especially as women, we tend to take it on and keep taking it on. And we're empty if we're just keep going. So when we talk about taking that time, that's because these are the tools we've used mm-hmm. so that we can keep showing up here and sharing and being here for you. We take the time, we take the meditation time or the journaling time, you know, and every day is a little different. And we definitely feel the effects if we're, we are not doing our self-care. Yeah. Um. So, you know, again, self-care is really, really important and it looks different for everybody. Um. And, you know, self-care around um, how we feel about ourselves and how we feed ourselves is just as important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good points. Glad you brought that up. Yeah, I mean, when it when it comes to, you know, emotional eating, like we were talking about, I think so many of us never really learned how to deal with our emotions in a healthy way. Right. And um, so a lot of times emotional eating or other habits that we might have are just our way of stuffing our emotions because we didn't learn to express them in a healthy way. And we were often taught that it was not okay to express our emotions, especially quote unquote negative emotions, you know, anger, grief, sadness you know, anxiety, frustration, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of us were shut down when we tried to express those kinds of things when we were really young. So just to protect ourselves, we developed strategies for not feeling that, that shame that I think so many of us feel just when we actually even have an emotion, we just right. go right into that feeling that we had when we were little. So, of course, it makes sense to try to comfort ourselves in whatever way, you know, we've learned to do that. And food it actually is meant to be comforting. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a good strategy in a lot of ways. But if it's the only way that we comfort ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, then it's, it's just an opportunity to think about, okay, you know, what else can I do to make myself feel better? 
and mm-hmm. actually getting in touch mm-hmm. with your emotions and being able to express them either to, you know, someone that you felt safe and comfortable with, mm-hmm. whether it's a friend or a professional, you know, that's, that's really important because, mm-hmm. you know, stuffing our emotions is, is the root of a lot of, of issues. <laughs> A lot of health issues, a lot of eating issues. Um, And again, it makes total sense. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with any of us for doing those things. Right. Just being aware of that and, and getting like, I think we talked about last time, getting really present when we're eating, Mm -hmm. like, well, how am I feeling right now? Like literally what are the sensations, the physical sensations in my body? Um, can really clue you in. Like, maybe I am really feeling anxious about something. Maybe I am feeling a lot of grief about these people in my life that aren't here now. Um, or maybe it was it's something that's going on in your life that is challenging. So um, holidays looking- are, oh, sorry, holidays are a time where a lot of this like past trauma tends to resurface. And so being aware of that and being aware of um, how you feel in general and how you react to how you're feeling, um, there's there's all kinds of different ways to and tools that we use to um, combat those uh, feelings or to, you know, even just taking that step back and being aware of it is, you know, like breakthrough mm-hmm. okay because you know the first is awareness well you don't know how to fix a problem if you're not aware it's there right right if you're oblivious you're oblivious mm-hmm. you don't see the problem it's not a problem until you are aware that it's a problem and um so how being aware of how we feel this time of year maybe of what things come up for us and then how we react to that as you know, especially when it comes to food, because let's be honest, this time of year, there's food mm-hmm. <laughs> everywhere. But um, yeah, I, th- I, I like the idea of using awareness as a tool to really look at how you're eating and how you're feeling and checking in with yourself as a, a self-care tool Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah right yeah and just having a lot of compassion for whatever Mm -hmm. the situation is Mm -hmm. yeah because we've all been through things that life has brought us yeah life is not easy for anybody really you know everybody has their own set of challenges that they face but, you know, being aware of what those look like and how that affects you today, I think is really important too. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The holidays really do bring all that stuff up. For sure. <laughs> There's so much there. So when you you hear a song that has joy in it or you hear the songs that are, you know, saying the words Mary, like Mary being happy and joyful and these things, we're, it's a choice, right? Mm-hmm. We can choose to be in that grace and that zone of comfort and calm, <clears throat> or we can choose to be bahambegi, 
stressed out, stressed out, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a choice. So I love that we have the power to decide when we're aware of things mm-hmm. and slowly making changes over the years, right? Like deciding, you know, what you want. So, you know, a few years ago, I decided I was going to be careful about what TV shows I was watching during this time of the year, mm-hmm. because certain ones will make me sad that are supposed to be happy and certain ones, you know, if I'm watching something that has a, a like a dark storyline to it or something, I might get that might contribute to the, the season of, mm-hmm. of sadness, right? Like, so mm-hmm. being aware of that going in that my mindset in general needs to be on top of things because there's additional challenges. Well, that's, a, that's feeding yourself in a different way. Yeah. It's the the information feeding yourself during that time, right? Because it's it's dark outside all the time. Okay, that does not help our vitamin D deficiency, especially here in the Pacific Northwest. It's (laughs) a thing, (laughs) you know. The Seattle sad Mm -hmm. (laughs) is Mm -hmm. a thing, Um, and you know, just taking better care of ourselves through the winter so that we bloom fully in the spring with the spring energy and things like that um I like that super fun analogy you like to bloom yeah I like blooming (laughs) it feels so good to bloom so (laughs) let's like to nestle in and take care of our seeds you guys Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it I also want to go back to what you said Heather because I think it also is important to experience the the, the sadness, for example. Yeah. Um, and feelings are interesting because they're just energy that's trying to flow through our body when we're having a feeling. Mm-hmm. And if you can actually let it flow and just have it's <laughs> what it needs to do, it just goes away, you know, but we're so scared of it that mm-hmm. we're not. We, we try to push it away. We try to pretend that we don't have those feelings. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's important to remember. Yes, obviously choose the things that are going to put us in that happier frame of mind. And if we're just really down in the dumps and stuck, sometimes just expressing those feelings is what's going to actually help us get out of it. Because it's like, those holding on to those feelings of sadness, anger, frustration, anxiety, depressed, you know, feeling depressed or whatever. it feels lonely. Yeah. So you tend to not talk about it because it already feels lonely. So you put yourself in that perpetual loneliness. Right. So. Yeah. And we want to avoid it because it doesn't feel good. But if we can actually be with it. Mm-hmm. whether by ourselves or with someone that we're comfortable expressing those kinds of feelings with. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've experienced it, that, but like for oh, me, like when yes. I get, have a good cry, okay. like sometimes I actually need a really it's sad It's very movie. cathartic. Yeah. I need the sad movie to get the, the tears out mm-hmm. because, uh, you're, you know, like you're holding on to them yeah. and holding on to them and they actually just need to express themselves. I was super grateful because I have gone through some extreme depression and I had all of these things happen in life and things that I'm coming around to the other side where I can watch 
a sad movie and cry, feel the emotions and move out of it Mm -hmm. because you get fearful that you're going to get stuck in there again. Yeah. Because I I don't like those days. I don't want to go back to those days where I'm crying uncontrollably and I can't stop like, cause it just has got to come out. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, to be able to know that you can keep going, keep going, keep doing the things because eventually you'll get to the point where you can cry for a movie again. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah. One of the ways that I like to process emotions is um, doing yoga. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I put my earbuds in, I turn my music up and I just, go with the flow. And I have processed a lot of emotions and cried a lot on my mat. Um, My husband's favorite way to process emotions um, is um, he'll watch like sad puppy movies on YouTube. (laughs) That make him cry. (laughs) And then, and then he's, he's good for a little bit, you know, but you know, being able to process, find a way to process those emotions. And it could look different for everybody (laughs) is, really you know it's it's good it's healthy um I remember a few years ago when my friend Sally was diagnosed with cancer I was working out at a local gym and running on the treadmill right and I just was like running and like bawling like straight up ugly crying <laughs> in it, at, at the gym in public people were like are you okay I'm like I'm good sort of I'm working it out <laughs> working it out you know it's it's yeah. funny you know just sometimes you just have to let it out yeah you know and yeah. for some people you know you how you process emotions is with food you know, and, or sometimes that's how you process emotions with food. Cause let's, let's be honest. I am a sugar holic when I'm feeling sick. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, I want a little bit of sweetness in my life. Cause it's mm-hmm. like depressing. And so I eat the sweetness instead of, you know, do something yeah. else. But, um, yeah, I, I am that's good. fully that's aware good. of that <laughs> with yeah. myself. And then going yeah. into the holidays, it'll be really interesting to see what comes up mm-hmm. um, around right. food and family and yeah. all that stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a great point, though. Like the sweetness. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times we don't have a lot of sweetness in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. And we do turn to sugar. I mean, it's a great metaphor, but it, I think yeah, it's really I'm like. True. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's nail hammer head. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my yeah. goodness. And you know, again, having that compassion for ourselves mm-hmm. that that that's true. Mm-hmm. And maybe we learned also at an early age, you know, to stuff our emotions with sweets, not just food, but sweets in particular. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. So there's that association there. Mm-hmm. Well, um, oh, you're sad. Let me give you a sucker. Exactly. Ice cream. Ice cream. Cookies. Cookies. Yep. Oh, grandma sees you're sad. Here's some cookies. Right. It's a thing. It's like we want to comfort our children or grandchildren or whatever, or nieces, nephews, 
whoever, what do we do? We, we, it's a form of caring and love for someone. Like Uh I want you to feel better and have a good mood and be uplifted. And wow. You know, people have food trains or whatever, when other people go to the hospital and are sick or pass away, what do you bring food? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Food is wrapped around all this emotional stuff so intertwined and and you know historically food is where we gathered Mm -hmm. because we had to gather around the fire Mm -hmm. to cook our food so all of that was community that's Mm -hmm. where like it is the basis of our community is Mm -hmm. is being fed as a community Mm -hmm. i know that we don't have to gather around food and i remember that was a big thing Let's not just gather to eat. And I <laughs> so my, we would make a point to like gather to go for a walk. And my mom would always bring food. She's the one who was like, we can have a gathering that isn't around food. <laughs> and then she brings out and just process that right now in this yeah okay so you know just being aware like you know we've all tried things and mm-hmm. having that awareness and grace mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah and in seeing these holiday gatherings as a place of connection and meeting all sorts of needs not just mm-hmm. food but yeah you know just social needs emotional needs absolutely take away the the need to eat focusing on that all of these other needs are getting met yes oh my gosh food as a way to meet our needs it's something Mm -hmm. that's there every day so it's a pretty easy one Mm -hmm. the way so oh my gosh thank Uh, you so much joanne always amazing like i have that wraps it up beautifully i have absolutely nothing to add to that (laughs) (laughs) um you know and it's just always a joy and a pleasure to talk with you about food and our mindset around food and how we think about food and how that affects us and our emotions um it's it's just always awesome thank you so much for joining us today yeah i really appreciated being here and um, if anyone wants to hear more about my programs and what I do, they can get in touch with me via my website, joanneedinburgh.com. I'm sure you put, put it. Yep, we'll have yeah, the link in the description. It's definitely my passion, and I love talking about this stuff and mm-hmm. you know, shifting that mindset you know, mm-hmm. to, to feel just that curiosity and understanding about ourselves and not being so judgmental. There's mm-hmm. just too much of that. Yes. Right. And the self-judgment and then learning to trust yourself and then trusting mm-hmm. yourself with food. Like there's mm-hmm. so much that you you do in your programs. It's so, so amazing. Mm-hmm. So definitely if you are liking this conversation and you want to dig deeper for yourself, Joanne is your, your gal. Right. Right. Dig in deeper with Joanne and um, 
digging deeper with your families this holiday season and just really enjoy your time together. Yes. Thank you again, Joanne, for joining us. We love you all and we'll see you next time. Namaste. Namaste. So we are uh, Sue and Greta or our trail names are Lilo and Stitch and we are hiking the whole Appalachian Trail from Maine to Georgia. So 2,194.3 miles (laughs) and uh, we're doing it to raise $50,000 or more (laughs) um, for Parkinson's disease research. Yeah, through the through the Michael J. Fox Foundation. And we are doing it all in honor of my dad, her husband, who was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease back in 2010. So and we all know so many people who are diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And we are trying to do our small part in the world of Parkinson's disease to find a cure. Thank you for joining us today on the Women in Leadership Body, Soul, Mind and Business podcast. Please download the podcast on your favorite podcast player. We love you and we will see you next time. Namaste.